that's a wrap Sometimes he going solo and sometimes he bring the crew Get ready for the show, about to do some dope reviews TV in the movies, entertainment in the fights Any topic popping and we talking about life Welcome back to True Reviews Welcome back to True Reviews Welcome back to True Reviews Welcome back, welcome, welcome back True Reviews Welcome back to True Reviews Podcast. This is the end of the year. <coughs> oh, excuse me. This is the end of uh, 2022 episode, the best of, best of 2022. I'm so excited. Um, I I did not thoroughly prepare for this episode um, like I did last year. So I kind of pieced it together fairly quickly and I, I got some just... Favorite movies, of course, of the year, favorite shows, favorite podcasts, favorite comedian of the year, favorite live shows I went to, favorite fights and fighters of the year, and then a cool thing I saw on Instagram um, with some uh, just kind of things you want to you want to take into the new year. You know, that's when a lot of people de- decide they want to make some changes, and there's things that they say you should no longer be doing by the age of 30. I'm 34 now, so I was like, oh, let's go through these. Let's talk about them. So, so yeah, let's get going. I'll dive into I'll probably save the movies um, for the end of my best of before I dive into the cool uh, Instagram thing I was reading it to. I don't know what to call it. Uh, let's see. I'll start with, let's start with uh, my favorite books of the year. That'll be easy. Um, of course, anybody who listens to this show could probably guess my my ultimate favorite read of this year was The Daily Laws by Robert Greene, just because it's been a part of my everyday routine for 2022. Absolutely incredible experience. Uh, kept my kept my wheels spinning every day, kept me um, rethinking the way I think, challenging myself, um, sharing with people. It was uh, it was just an incredible experience, and I'm so thankful that I finished it. Uh, Chupa Carter, this awesome book I'm reading with my seven-year-old, um, written by George Lopez, um, all about a little boy who um, gets sent to live with his grandparents, and he's you know lonely and feels like an outcast, and he ends up running into a chupacabra, and and I think it's a tree across from his grandparents' house, and like they become friends. And we're about halfway through it right now. So I'm re- I was really enjoying that one. The Danny Trejo and Will Smith autobiographies, I'm reading those as well. Those were just really interesting. So th- those are my favorite reads of the year. I don't know if they all came out last year, but uh, definitely my favorite reads of the year. Uh, let's talk about some music. I I always struggle with uh, new music. I don't I don't always gravitate towards it. I like to check some of it out. I don't keep a whole lot of it. It's hard. I, I think I found more keepers last year than I did this year, but I, I did have a, a lot of um, a lot of stuff that I really enjoyed from Jelly Roll, uh, Kendrick Lamar. I thought his album was phenomenal. Uh, not not a lot of replay value for me, but the album itself was just one of those experiences where you listen to it all the way through, and it's really fucking dope. I really appreciated that album. Kane Brown, I actually started becoming a little bit of a fan of Kane Brown's this year. His his tracks that, um, his new album that he came out with, I was really enjoying some of those, and I like his style of the. Uh, I don't know. I'm guess maybe maybe Jelly Roll kind of got me a little bit 
more accepting in some into some country music since he converted into that genre or he's blending so much and Kane Brown kind of has a, a little swag of his own that I appreciate. And then uh Baby Bash and GT Garza, um Coast and GT Garza whenever they get together that they, they were just awesome. GT Garza I think is fucking killing shit it's like anything i find with him on it i'm just like this is dope i can bump this loud i can listen to this um not really a skipper uh ever when i come to not not everything's gonna be a save for me and i want to play it again and again but i never feel like i gotta skip his songs and that's huge uh and then of course the girth rims and tires gang you cannot forget that album <laughs> game changing legendary album uh let's see favorite video games I played some video games, not too much. I just started uh, um, starting the Quarry, Quarry, whatever it's called. It's it's one of those uh, those movie horror movie vibe video games where it's you know you make your decisions and they impact the story. I fucking love those. I'm a sucker for them. Uh, I just started it last night. Actually, it, it was one of my goals to play it and finish it during my vacation. Hopefully, I got a couple days left. Hopefully, I'll get it done. Um, but so far, I love it. It's awesome. Uh, I got really into FIFA earlier in the year which was really weird for me but it was one of the free games on the the playstation plus thing and if there's anything i'll usually download it and see if it's fun try it out especially with the kids but fifa i got really into it for a while and uh it even got me to a point where i was watching watching some soccer on tv with like a different appreciation for it because i was like ah, i know i know what this is or i know what they're doing right here or yeah i, w- I would have kicked it right there too <laughs> it's just it was fun uh and cyberpunk 2077 i finally dove into that a little bit uh pretty cool game i'm it, it seems to me like one of those games where you really need to focus and lock in for a few hours and that's tough for me sometimes um because it's what not i think for me if i can lock into a game like the quarry for a few hours i know i'm gonna beat it with cyberpunk i feel like you gotta lock in for a few hours consistently to really get good at it and understand what the fuck is going on and i'm i'm not like that too often it's very rare for me to want to do that but i think it'll be fun just to pop in once in a while do a mission here and there just explore the world i like just exploring worlds but i I do like more of the assassin's creed odyssey and the ghost of tsushima red dead redemption um this is a little bit more grand theft auto-ish which I love Grand Theft Auto, but this this is a little different. I, I like the games where you could see your character. I should actually explore the camera angles to see if, because I can't stand the first-person vibes too much, like Call of Duty, how it does it. Um, I think I think that's one game where I've accepted it. I think it's pretty, pretty fun, but most games like that, I can't stand it. I don't want to just see my gun held in front of me. I want to see the whole character. Uh, you're not fooling me. I know I'm not really there. So, but uh, anyways, those are some of the games I was re- enjoying this year. And uh, let's see. Uh, I wanted to shout out my favorite Instagram follows. I spend a lot of time on Instagram and Twitter. Um, my my ultimate favorite IG follow is uh, Foo's Gone Wild. Gotta gotta shout them out. They just they're entertaining. Their content is hilarious. Um, just and they're doing great things. I really appreciate that page. Uh, the Homie King, uh, Homies Dot Artist, um, the the creator of them all. I I love that page. I love it. I got to shout out my guy Crown Royal because he's clearly always up earlier than I am because he'll send me the 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 videos of the links of new released um, 
homie figures and collections. And if it wasn't for that, I'd miss out and have to wait for the second wave and I would be pissed off. So shout out to my guy crown for that. Cause I love getting those when they drop and, uh, the rock Dwayne Johnson. I love, I love his page pretty much any time I'm scrolling, I come across his page. I'm stopping to see what his video is saying, uh, what he's doing. I just, I think he's always doing interesting, fun things. And then Twitter, my favorite Twitter follows Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk has absolutely become one of my favorite Twitter followers. I got to shout him out because he's hilarious. He's sarcastic. And he's just, I just I picture him sitting on like a chair made of money sometimes just laughing at laughing at all of us and the uh, just the irony of it all i don't know i just i love what he posts on twitter he's he's so funny uh mma twitter adam hunter he is he is so good and he's so quick and relevant i love this guy if you're into mma or ufc uh you should definitely follow his page he is he's just always taking shots at the fighters in such a fun way and he's just always got something good. And he's he's just, yeah, cultivating um, humility. And we need that. And uh, Joey Coco Diaz, I fucking love love his page. He he. I don't see his tweets as much as I used to. I used to wake up every day or uh, go to well, when I worked overnight. So I would get home. And before I go to sleep, I would read his good morning tweet every morning. I think I, I might have talked about it before, but I actually got him to reply to me once and it was so dope because i wasn't even trying that always seems to be when it happens um jelly roll just liked one of my tweets um a couple days ago and i was like what the fuck i like i've literally tagged you and shit before no no response and this one of course you see this one luckily it was positive though but uh joey diaz i'll never forget that i i was sitting up still about to go to sleep but i was like i I read uh, Joey Diaz's good morning tweets every day before I go to sleep after work. I feel like I can't sleep until I get the, or see that tweet. And then he replied, he's like, get some sleep, buddy, or something like that. Or good night, buddy. It was, it was just so dope. And I read it in his voice and everything. But he's always got just great inspirational, like, little one-liners for the morning just, just to get you going of, like, you know, just make the day yours. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about comedians. Um my my favorite comedian of the year, Gabriel Iglesias, Mr. Fluffy himself. I uh, got to see him live, which was amazing. Um, his stand-up special, he got to sell out Dodgers Stadium, which was incredible. So happy for him. Um, he just His content is always incredible. His shows are phenomenal. Got tickets to go see him at the Spokane Comedy Club next year. And it's going to be so dope because he is he's selling out arenas and stadiums. And he's coming to our little tiny ass comedy club for this uh, like two two night special thing. And it's going to be such an intimate, different level that I've ever seen him at. I've always seen him in bigger spots. And I we got the 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 I don't think they're called VIPs, but the whatever packages where hopefully we get so we get to sit closer, and then hopefully hopefully we can meet him. I would love to get a picture with him. I would be so fucking happy to get a picture with him. Um, let's see, uh, favorite podcast of the year. I listened to, I listened to not as many podcasts this year as I usually do, but I did listen to some Joe Rogan. I got to give it to, give it to Joe Rogan for the Joe Rogan experience. Cause even though I don't listen to it re- religiously, like I used to, since he moved to Spotify, I still go seeking his episodes every once in a while. Cause I hear about a guest he has and I just, it's never disappointing. I could just leave that shit on all the time. I feel like, and I'm learning. 
I'm vibing. It's just, it's just such a great show. And I believe it's the number one media outlet in the fucking world right now or something. So shout out to Joe Rogan. Uh, I love the shop show, Brennan shop. I just love, I love all of his shows. I think they're great. I love the fighter and the kid. Um, I love the, the golden hour. I love all that shit. It's, it's so much fun, but the shop show is always my favorite. Cause I used to listen to below the belt religiously. And, um, I love that he's gone independent. I love what he's doing for himself. He's creating, he's creating uh, his team and he's, he's essentially, I don't know. I don't know if he had called him the Adam Sandler of his group. Maybe he is. I don't know. He works with some monsters, but, uh, but yeah, he's he's really doing a, a great job. I love I love seeing that. And then Real Ones with John Bernthal. I got introduced to that this year and wow, he's just got some incredible incredible discussions on that podcast. So those those have been my favorites. I do listen to some others. I check out Whitney Cummings every once in a while. I uh I I try to get into Theo Vaughn's um but it just doesn't hit me as as much. I like him on the the uh King and the Sting, I think he's hilarious on there, and he really he really shows how not funny Brennan Schaub can be. <laughs> but uh, uh, just like Brian, I like Brian Callen and Brennan Schaub when they're together. I love their their uh, their relationship and their back and forth, their their energy together is almost unmatched. Uh, let's see, let's talk about some live live shows. I talked about Gabriel Iglesias. Uh, I got to go see Santana for the first time in my life in this year. And that was like a, it was like a religious experience watching that show live. It was absolutely amazing. I don't even have real words to explain it. Just the, the feeling and the vibe you get during that live show is absolutely unmatched. And then I got a shout out jelly roll. Me and my wife went to go see jelly roll live and I've seen him live before, but not since he's really like blown up. And man, that guy's a fucking rock star now. I mean, he puts on a hell of a show and it you could just feel it in your body when he's singing those songs. And I was singing along to him, which I usually don't do. Fucking hand in the air, damn near cried a couple of times. Just absolutely incredible show. You gotta go see Jelly Roll live if you get an opportunity. And uh, let's talk about some fights and fighters before I dive into shows and movies. Um, one of my one of my favorite fighting moments of the year was the return of Deontay Wilder. He had uh, quite the absence after his uh, knockout loss to Tyson Fury, and there was questions on whether he'd return or not. Well, he came back. People were wondering, will he be the same since he got knocked out? He's fighting uh, Hellenius and. Uh, that guy's a beast and everybody's like yeah anything can happen and he fucking ended that guy in like less than a minute and it was like holy fucking shit Deontay Wilder's here and he's back and he barely even extended that punch and he knocked him out cold and like holy shit he's oh it was just incredible very exciting I'm stoked for the return of Deontay Wilder uh, one of my favorite fighters in the of of the year was Esau Pitbull Cruz this guy's just a little savage in the boxing world um I I, there's still debate on whether he actually beat Javante Davis or not. It was a split decision victory for Tank, and it doesn't matter. The loss is on his record, but he's he's still. I think he's given him the most trouble, and I think he's going to earn his way back up. Can't can't wait to see him fight again. Anytime his name's on something, sign me up. I'm watching. Uh, one of my favorite fights of the year is Canelo versus uh, Demetrius Bivol. Um, just the hype around it, the buildup, Canelo going up a weight class again to challenge somebody who was undefeated um, to just, you know, 
build on his legacy some more. He took that risk. I thought the fight was great. Um, it was it was uh, definitely my biggest upset of the year just because you, know, you don't ever see Canelo get manhandled. And I, I rewatched the fight, and, you know, he didn't take as many punches that – I think we originally thought he did when we watched it live. He he did dodge a lot of them, but he still couldn't he couldn't execute his offense against Bevel, and that's that's really what caused him to lose that fight. I think he just wasn't he was too small. Bevel was way faster than expected. He had reach. He he didn't fall for Canelo's traps. Just incredibly intelligent fighter, and I I loved that one. I I don't want to see the fight again, but I will watch it. Of course, that's what Canelo thinks. He needs to do on his journey. Uh, Brandon Moreno versus Figueroa. Um, those guys, anytime they fight, sign me the fuck up again. They're just savages. I fucking love Brandon Moreno is one of my favorite fighters. He's another one. Sign me up. If he's fighting, I want to see him because he puts it all on the line. He just also seems like a really cool fucking guy. My guy Mike was telling me that him and uh, Nate Diaz became friends recently. I think that's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, one of my fights of the year. Uh, not just women fights of the year, but one of my fights of the year, Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano. That shit was absolutely a war. Phenomenal. I mean, kudos to those ladies for putting it fucking down, and not just for girls. They put it down like some warriors. Uh, incredible fight. Uh, Michael Chandler, Alex Bejeda, Char Charles Oliveira, um, all fight fighters that I thought just ruled 2022 with their their energy and their no quit mentality. They're just the way they, the way they fight, the way they um, put it all on the line is some of the most exciting fighters of the year for me. And then I got to shout out Ebony Bridges and Ty, Tay Emery um, as a uh, uh, ladies in the, the fight world dealing with all the scrutinies of everything. I just think they've both found routes to um, spark interest self-promotion and 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 they're savages that's the thing about it too it's you got Paige Van Zandt you got Rachel Ostovich you got Pearl Gonzalez who were all and Michelle Watterson you got these fighters who were all deemed like almost divas in the fight world because they were prettier than the average fighter or something like that and so their their Instagram posts were sexier or more appealing than other female fighters and they, they ended up losing, getting their ass kicked in a lot of fights. They couldn't really reach that peak. And, you know, Ebony Bridges is showing, like, you you know, you can be a pretty face. You can be have sex appeal and promote that and still be a fucking savage in the ring. She, she doesn't turn away from shit. She's a world champion. She gets in the mix. She's not afraid to get hit. And, and she's winning. And I love that shit for her. Ty Emery, of course, she lost her last fight, but um, she's in the bare knuckle industry. So, I mean, everything, anything can happen in that shit. She's just out there fighting bare knuckled and still fucking holding it down. Um, just she wanted to shout out those ladies. I think they're, they're, they're rolling shit pretty heavy right now. And then uh, we got TV shows. Let's talk about TV shows. So many. I couldn't, I couldn't make a list of... A, I, could, I couldn't hold it down to five or ten. I really wanted to. But I just wanted to shout out some of my absolute favorite shows of the year because I watched a lot of shows. Uh, Yellowstone. Got to talk about Yellowstone. Um, season four went into season five um, during 2022. I, I think I got introduced to Yellowstone, or not introduced, but finally started watching it in 2022 as well. So me and my wife caught up completely on it. Just blown away by that show. Absolutely incredible. Um, Tulsa King. 
Um, such a dope show. Um, Taylor Taylor Sheridan wrote that as well as Yellowstone and 1883 and 1923 and uh, Mayor of Kingstown. He just got incredible content. Tulsa King is so dope on Paramount Plus. Uh, Peacemaker on HBO Max starring John Cena. Um, if you're a comic book fan, DC fan, anything like that, check that shit out. It is dope as fuck. Not for kids, for us adults. And it is so good. So funny. The action's great. The I think they're coming back for another season, and I, I really hope they do. Uh, the Offer on Paramount+, Plus, the story of the making of the Godfather movie. That that show was so cool. I love that. Um Better Call Saul, season six, the final season on AMC. I specifically got a free trial on AMC Plus just to watch that once it was concluding. And I'm so glad I did. Uh, I did not want to wait till it came out on Netflix. I can't stand that sometimes. Better Call Saul, um, of course, the the spinoff from Breaking Bad. Just I almost enjoyed Better Call Saul more than Breaking Bad at some points. Then um it's hard to conclude, and it, it went a whole extra ass season than Breaking Bad did, which doesn't make it better. But they, I thought they just did an incredible job in that story. Uh, Stranger Things season four, absolutely love that shit. Uh, Miss Eddie already. <laughs> uh, looking forward to the next season for that. Stranger Things is always exciting. Uh, Euphoria season two, Holy shit, Euphoria. I can't wait for that to come back. I think we got to wait a whole another year for it to return, but it'll be worth it. Um, this Fool on, I want to say that was on Hulu. Um, Hulu FX, I believe. And I, of course, cultural reasons and uh, representation-wise, I love that show. Uh, shouting out the Chicano community, all that stuff. But it was just so good, so funny. So it just had me rolling. I watched it so fast, and I heard it got picked up for a second season already. So I'm stoked. Um, speaking of representation, Mo on Netflix, absolutely loved that show. I hope that gets picked up for some more. It was really interesting, an awesome show. Uh, Reservation Dogs. Hulu FX season two. That was, that was great. I heard that get picked up for another season. I'm so happy. That's one of those shows. I wish they would just never take a break. Just every, every week. I would love to see another, another episode. Just so good. And snowfall season five was incredible. Final season comes out next year. Um, or in a couple weeks, I think. So I'm, I'm stoked for that. I'm sad at the same time when, when good shows conclude, I get sad, but I'm, we can't keep them going forever. Uh, Bear on Hulu FX. Uh, that show was so cool. Uh, highly recommend you watch that one. It was so good. Uh, I'm not sure if they're coming back with another one or not, but either way, they set it up to if they do, cool, but they also close it out in a perfect way as well. And that's not easy to do, so shout out to them. Ozark Season 4, the final season, um, that, was, uh, that was just such a great show. Ozark is one of my top shows of all time. Um, sad to see it end, but they just did such an amazing job with that one. And then finally, I wanted to shout out House of the Dragon. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was, and I got I got really fucking hooked. And that got picked up for season two already. I'm so excited. Any I think any spinoff they choose to do with Game of Thrones now, I'm going to be really stoked for because they did such a great job. And then let's dive into some movies. Uh, I did break it down to categories of movies. That is one thing I did do. Um, it was really tough for me to make a list, so I was like, you know what, it'll be easier if I just 
pick pick a genre of a movie and I'll pick my favorite of the year for that genre. So uh, family movies, I'll start with that. My favorite family movie of the year of 2022 was Encanto. Uh, absolutely loved Encanto. I thought it was incredible. Another thing that we get some more uh, cultural diversity in, and I'm loving that we're seeing more of that. And for any of you ignoramuses out there, they are not in Mexico. They are not Mexican. <laughs> Just please understand that. Um, totally different kind of beaners we're talking about here. So Encanto is my favorite family movie of the year. Uh, my favorite documentary of the year was Stutz with Jonah Hill and his therapist, um, Dr. Stutz. It was a, uh, so good, so helpful. I hope more people watch that and gain some tools to help with their their mental health and understanding their brain and forgiveness and all these different elements of life. Such a cool idea. Uh, my favorite drama of the year, I gave it to The Unforgivable with Sandra Bullock. I thought that that movie was so good. Such a such a deep twist too. I just loved it. Uh, my favorite action movie of the year, Top Gun Maverick. I thought it was so good, and I was not expecting to think it was that good because I hated, hated the original Top Gun. I thought it was garbage. Um, uh, my favorite romance of the year was actually Intergalactic on Netflix, an a- animated romance. Um, I, I just thought that was so well done. It could have been because I was high when I watched it, but it was just beautiful. It was, I was engaged. I was hooked. I was like, oh, my God, this is so dope. And the, the animation in it, it, it reminded me of into the spider verse, the way they did that. And it was just such a cool way to, um, present animation. Uh, my favorite horror of the year, barbarian. That was tough for me. Cause I had a, a few horror movies. I really enjoyed this year. Uh, but barbarian, I thought was just so, so dope. And, uh, speaking of horror movies too, I've been, I got a guy at work who's been really pushing me to watch terrifier too. I just finally bought it. So I'll probably be watching that in the next week or so. I watched the first one. I haven't seen the second one yet. Uh, my favorite comedy of the year is Don't Look Up on Netflix. I I can't tell you enough. I, it's one of my original episodes of True Reviews, I believe. Um, just I thought it was genius, dry, sarcastic. Just the irony of it all. It's just in your face. They're just making fun of us, and they, they did it so perfectly. <laughs> Don't look up on Netflix. My favorite comedy of the year. Uh, my favorite sci-fi of the year was Avatar: The Way of Water. I just actually saw that, and it's funny. I had it on my list just in case because I, I knew I was going to see it before the end of the year. But I was like, "This is. I'm probably going to like it." probably going to I was, I was ready to critique it but for sci-fi aspect i don't watch a whole lot of it anyways when i saw it kind of got classified as i was like that's a easy one i wanted to highlight that it's definitely worth seeing watch it on the big screen and then uh, my favorite comic f- film of the year was the batman uh there was some quite a bit of competition this year but i just think the batman was so well done it was up it was up there for my favorite movie of the year until i saw my favorite movie of the year, which is everything everywhere all at once. And you could actually see that on Showtime now um, for free. And it is, um, it is just such a good movie. I have a whole episode dedicated to that movie itself. If you haven't seen it yet, check that episode out. Let me know what you think. I just thought it was beautiful. It was so damn good. Uh, yeah. So that wraps up my best of 2022 and I'll just dive into a couple of these things cause I'm not ready to stop yet. So like I was saying, by the age of 30, you should be smart enough to never do these things in your life. And like I said, I'm 34. So let's see what, what is, what is on this list? Number one is share everything. No matter how much you trust your close friends and family, let no one know everything about you. 
Um, yeah, I, I agree. And I'm definitely like that. I, I have very few people in my life that know, uh, everything about me. I mean, that's, I mean, even to think that everything about you is like, I'm pretty withheld. I have trust issues myself. So it's like my wife and my immediate family, my mother, my grandparents, my aunts, my cousins that grew up with me. Like outside of that, you're not going to get a whole lot of it. I got a couple friends that know more than others, but, but yeah, I, I don't trust people with my personal information, my personal experiences, my emotions, uh, very much. I'm very protective over those. Um, number two is rely on your nine to five. Never rely on your nine to five as your sole source of income. Start creating three plus streams of income as soon as possible. That's awesome. And I love that. And I, I definitely have three plus streams of things that I should generate income from. I don't generate either any or enough to to what I'd like to, but when it comes to music or the movies that I'm involved in or the, the action figure stuff, the collecting, um, the podcasts, things like that, uh, I think we're in route for that. You know, I make money off music, um, not enough to brag about really, but, uh, but yeah, I, I love that. I was talking to my daughter about it because I was like, you know, you, you don't ever want to end up in that situation where so many adults do where you're stuck in a job because, you're scared to try something new or you're scared if it doesn't work out, you lose it all. So that's what a lot of the, the rich dad, poor dad book was about is about make, taking those risks at a younger age because it's e- easier to recover. So I uh, heavily preach that to anybody before the age of 30 because I'm already at a point now where I'm like, God, if I wanted to change change what I was doing, that'd be, I'd be risking a lot of shit. Um, that's why I'm thankful for my hobbies at least. But number three is neglect your health. So eat right, work out five times a week, sleep seven plus hours a night. You only have one version of yourself. I love that. The, the sooner we can get involved in that, the better, of course. I'm in my 30s. It's a little more difficult to uh, lose weight, get healthier. I've quit smoking. I have uh, been tracking my calories on my fitness pal. I've been getting my workouts in. Not as much as I should and probably could, but I, I am a busy guy, and I do have other things that I prioritize over it. Um I, I am definitely working on it. Uh, my, my drinking is one thing that is hard with my calorie intake and I've, I've been getting a better grasp of that. And I shout out the cannabis industry for that because edibles have been helping me get out of my, my cycle of wheel spinning thoughts that keep me up at night, which help me relax where I don't have to worry about taking in 1500 calories of booze to forget and shut my mind down. Um, so eating right, I'm working on really well, working out five times a week. No, I'm not doing five times a week, but, um, I'm trying to aim for at least three. I would love to get to a five times a week, uh, sleeping seven plus hours a night. No, that's, that's not really my gig. I do try to get at least six. Um, I probably, I probably end up getting on, on when I'm working, I've been on vacation from work, so I think I think I've been getting a good six to seven every night during my vacation, which is awesome. Uh, while the kids are out of school, I'm not working. My wife's not working, not in school right now, so that's been helpful. But uh, I think when I'm looking more between five five to six on work nights, sometimes sometimes four, which is a struggle. But I really like how they say you only have one version of yourself. You know, it's uh, I used to I used to love when people would refer to their our bodies as a uh, uh, what, like a machine, you got to take care of it and things like that. 
because um, it's true, and we forget that. And it's so hard with all the temptations in our world. And I live in a I live in a fucking town where it's just like everybody just drinks all the fucking time. There's nothing to do but drink. Um, number four is do what your friends do. If your friends take weed and take weed <laughs> and drink alcohol to have a good time, then it's time to rethink your priorities. Yeah, well, like I just fucking said, it's hard in this community. Um, but yeah, I, I love that. I used to struggle a lot with um uh this the repetition of not accomplishing anything and when when groups get together, you know, all they do is get high or all they do is drink and that's all it is. It's like eventually I get sick of it. I'm like, man, if we're not working on something ever, like this is not the cycle of life I want to continue staying in. I, I need to do something. I need to feel fulfilled. And that doesn't just mean getting wasted all the time. Um, number five is only blame your parents. You can't keep blaming your parents for everything. You should forgive them and take responsibility for your own life. That is that is definitely huge. And I think that's tough these days because I think I think we're living in a world right now where everything's being promoted to um, to blame your parents and not to necessarily say it's their fault, but it is everything that I'm reading and hearing lately is blaming the last generation for not having the training about mental health or traumas and all this stuff and passing things along without knowing and all that stuff. So it's, it is tough, but it's very important. I mean, I, I, I played the blame game most of my life and the irony was my mom, I was raised with my mom telling me not, I'm not a victim and just that would ring in my head all the time. And it still does to this day. And I, I have to look myself in the mirror sometimes and call myself out when I'm being a little bitch and be like, you know, you're not a fucking victim, you know, stop acting like a bitch. There's, there's worse out there. You you overcome this. You're still breathing. You still have opportunities. You still have both your legs. You still got a beating heart, you know, knock this shit off. Um, you got a lot to be grateful for and all this stuff and your mistakes are your fucking mistakes. They are, you know, it's, it's tough to come to terms with sometimes, but it's like, damn, you know, I, I had, reasons that guided me in these directions or pushed me these ways. But ultimately I am, I am my, I am my, my reason. I am my blame. I am, I am me. <laughs> That's all I can really put it as uh, number six is wait for the right time. Uh, you have to train yourself to take action or else your ambitions will remain a dream. Yes. Uh, I am guilty of that shit for sure. Um, just kind of waiting around. I was talking to my daughter about this cause she didn't uh, quite understand what it meant. And I was trying to explain to her in the way of like, let's say you wanted to be a, let's say you want to be a famous dancer, you know, that's what you want to do. And you dance every once in a while in the living room or you practice real hard even, but you're ultimately just waiting for the, the famous dance bus to pull up front and honk the horn and say, Hey, come on, we're ready. And that shit doesn't happen. You gotta, you gotta seek out opportunities. You gotta search for them. Try take risks. If you're just waiting around for everything to align, chances are you're gonna miss, miss a lot of opportunities, um, and even the one that could actually work out. Because sometimes we only get one. Uh, number seven is take criticism personally. You shouldn't keep obsessing over what everyone thinks. Your mental health should come first before anyone else. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely agree with most of that. Taking taking criticism personally um, from from a good source, you know, where it, where it's coming from a good place is, is not a good idea. There's some people who are taking shots at you, I think, and I think those are the times instead of feeding into it, you just ignore it, you know. But uh, 
But we get hung up on that shit of what other people think of us so much. And that's also really difficult to come to terms with these days, too, because of influencers. The, the promo that we receive of how much money you can make and how much fame you can obtain by being an influencer. Everybody's doing their TikToks, trying to get them to go viral. Everybody's starting a YouTube page or a podcast. Um, here I am, guilty of it myself. Every, you know, We're sitting here. If, I, if we weren't worried about what people thought about it, uh, we... Ultimately, I don't know if we'd be doing it in the first place. You know, uh, the numbers are based off of what people think of it, right? So, um, but taking it personally, for sure, that's something uh, we we have to get out of our heads. We're our own worst enemies when it comes to that. Uh, just letting other people control how we feel about ourselves. It's a really shitty place to be. Uh, number eight is take advice from everyone. You shouldn't take advice from people who are not where you want to be in life. Own your life. And that's awesome. I, 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 that reminds me, I was, I was looking at a meme the other day and it was like, uh, I said something about, you know, that one friend who offers you life adv- or life advice right before they go into the bathroom to do a line of cocaine. <laughs> it's like, Oh my God, I've known people like that my whole life. I've been that person before. Um, holy shit. And it's like, it's so weird. I also heard a conversation, um, recently, I think it might've been a podcast, I think um, where they were talking about therapy and friends and how your therapist is not supposed to give you advice or tell you what you should do. They're, they're supposed to just listen to you. And we pay these therapists to, in hopes that they'll tell us what to do and they'll give us the answers, but they don't. And then we have friends for free who offer us advice all the time and we just wish they would shut up. <laughs> it was just, I thought it was so funny because I've seen that played out so many times. But, uh, but yeah, if, if, if you're taking advice from somebody, if, if your goal is to run a, a business and you're taking advance, advice um, from somebody who is, you know, working in a warehouse, um, you know, doing the grunt work, you know, it's probably not the smartest thing to do. You're looking at somebody who is, you know, if they had the right advice, they'd probably be in a better position than that. And that's just the best way I could put that. I mean, if I was looking for uh, podcast advice on how to, how to put together a better podcast and promote it better, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look for the Joe Rogan effect. I'm not going to be looking at somebody who, um, you know, doesn't release their podcast anywhere or sits and just records into their phone and doesn't share it with anybody. I don't know. That's probably a dumb way to put it, but you know, it could be as simple as that or as deep as something else, whatever it is, just know who you're taking advice from. Look at them, look at it, look at their shoes, put yourself in their shoes, say, you know what I do. Do I want to be where they are? And if it's a no, then don't take their fucking advice. Dumbass. Uh, number nine, follow books blindly. Never let self-help books and motivational guides drive you. Embrace consistency and discipline and you'll get far in life. I really like this. I was brainstorming this with my guy. Um, just because we live in a world where everything's self-help, everything's motivational, all this stuff. And they don't always align with reality. They're, they're, great, um, they're great reminders to not let everything keep us down. But we're still going to get knocked down. Right. I think getting knocked down is a very important part of life and the consistency and discipline. I love that being highlighted in this because that's what life is all about. It is about being consistent. It's about having discipline. It is about pushing through and understanding the hardships are there. We're never going to live in a world where they're just not there. And if we keep training our minds and our, our youngsters to believe that 
they're being wronged all the time and they deserve more and they're entitled to better and nothing's their fault. We're going to be in a shit show of a, of an end really of humanity. It's just going to be sickening to see. It's already sickening to see how some of it's going. Uh, number 10 is try to impress people. Never go broke. Trying to look rich, get busy while you build, not impressing people. Uh, I love that spent a lot of us in our youth spend a lot of time doing that, trying to put on this fake front, especially if you don't have much, um, for me, when I was younger, uh, it was all about clothing brands and jewelry. You know, you, you know, you always saw the same fucking Cuban link sterling silver chain around everybody's neck, but it meant that they had like a hundred bucks, right? It meant they spent like a hundred bucks on this chain. And if you didn't get a real one, your fucking shit turned green and people laughed at you and made fun of you. Never got to live that down. I've had it happen to me with my earrings before necklace before it was embarrassing as fuck. I, uh, I, I'll never forget the first time I showed up in middle school and I had a pair of Iversons, real ones. And the the change I got from people, the acceptance, the interest, the uh, the people who wanted to talk to me was just different. And it I'll never forget that. And I think that's why I don't give a fuck about that shit so much anymore. I just buy plain ass clothes because I'm like, I'm not going to let that define who I am. I still do like to have a nice chain, um, but not as flashy as I used to. But I used to live by that shit, almost like faking it so you make it kind of mentality, um, all that. But uh, but yeah, I spent a lot of money trying to put on an image of something I actually was not. And uh, a lot of us do that. We see it all the time. You know, makeup is huge. Females with their clothes and a lot of it, they talk about the judgment they receive from other females. Um, they notice if you wear the same thing different times or if your hair's not done or if you're makeup isn't on point or if your nails aren't quite there. It's like, I know, I know some females that do their nails so fucking often because if you ruin one, you have to get a whole new set done or else people ridicule you. It's like, that's just sad. What a sad world to live in. Uh, number 11, depend on everyone. Never hope someone will ever come save you from your problems. Fight to win your own battles. Uh, yeah. I mean, fuck yeah. I, we don't want that that mentality that we have to be saved, right? It's good to have people in your corner. It's good to have a support team, but if you depend on them, uh, yeah. Like what the fuck is the point? That's, I'm not even going to dive into that one too much. Just, yeah, you got to develop your confidence and believe in yourself and take those, take those opportunities to stand up for yourself. Uh, number 12 is lie to yourself. Never lie to yourself. People will believe your excuses, but not you. I love that. Uh, we, we do this often kind of goes hand in hand with what I was talking about with the don't go broke trying to look rich, right? You know, we, if we purchase, um, a knockoff brand and we rock it around with the image that it's real people, even if people believe it's real, we, we go home and we know it's not, we can't fool ourselves. Uh, but there, there is a depth to it. You know, they do say, you know, if you tell a lie long enough, you start to believe it. And I've seen that happen with many people. Um, but yeah, just, there's no sense in it. Tell, like just you have to get in that mind thought of fuck them just fuck them it's 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 not about that it's it's your life you get one you get you get this life fucking it's yours stop trying to impress other people just be happy number 13 wait for opportunities don't wait for opportunities to come to you be smart enough to create them we kind of talked about that as well um Number 14 is argue with stupid people. Never waste your time trying to win a petty argument or prove a point to anyone who is not smart enough to understand your point. Interesting. Uh, yes, I agree with most of that. The, the way they word it, it kind of just leaves in the air to make everybody still believe they're the 
they're the intelligent one in the argument. <laughs> but it does remind me of Will Smith's book where he talks about his mom's uh, famous saying of never argue with an idiot because from a distance you can't tell who is who. I love that. Um, it's 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 difficult coming to terms with just being quiet or st- stop engaging. It, it can be tough to actually do that, especially if you're hard-headed and stubborn like I am. But I have gotten to that point in my life where it's like, okay, yeah, this ain't, this ain't even worth it. And not feeling like I lost. I can, and even if they shouted out at the rooftops, oh, I won, oh yeah, you got to I've finally gotten to a point in my life where I'm not going to let that influence me or um, pressure me into falling into the trap. It's just not worth your time. Number 15, fear rejection. Never fear rejection. No is just a start of constructive conversation. Okay, that's, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I could see that getting some people in trouble if it's taken wrong in the interpretation um, and in multiple multiple different avenues. But, but yeah, we, we don't want to be scared of rejection. I'll definitely agree with that. Um, most people you talk to are the most successful. They failed many, many times, and they were told no many, many times on their ideas, and they didn't let that stop them. But there are certain points where if you're, you're told no, yeah, you do have to take another route. You don't just keep pushing through to that channel, if that makes sense. Um, okay. And then a couple other things I thought were cool before I close it out. Um, for anybody who's still with me, we got, uh, another thing I saw on Instagram, it was my annual review and it's seven different questions they ask. Uh, number one is what did I change my mind on? Oh, what did I change my mind on in 2022? Um, I believe I've I believe I have definitely changed my mind on what's important to be, to allow me to be upset. Uh, that's, that's been really tough. I lived my life for many, many years just sitting in a pool of rage, just always boiling and angry about things. And I never really knew why. I just kind of accepted as that's who I am. And you can't change how you feel, but you can if you change the way you look at things and you gain a different understanding for things. And especially with my ways of parenting, like seeing mistakes and how things weren't as helpful as I I intended for them to be. It's like, that's something I really got to change my mind on. How do I approach these? What do I really get frustrated about? And what do I... What do I take the time to have an hour long discussion with versus just a reminder or what's worth actually bringing up, prioritizing things like that? Uh, number two is what created energy for you in 2022? Um, gosh, just uh, almost survival mode this year for me. Just <laughs> it's sad to say, but this year was full of survival mode of just trying to get through some hardships, trying to push through and get to the next step, knowing that we're working towards something and there is light at the end of the tunnel, but it's been a very fucking dark path. But knowing it's there, that's kind of what's had to create that energy. And I'm, I'm hoping 2023 will provide uh, us with some more, uh, some more lights along the way. It's cause uh, yeah, it's, being in the darkness for so long just really takes a toll uh, number three is what drained your energy in 2023 or 2022. Um, ah, gosh, I think, I think what drained my energy this year was, it was just over worry of things that were out of my control, things that I, I couldn't really change. And I just spent way too much time dwelling on it because I wanted to. And that's another thing I had to really get my focus changed on with my mind is, 
you know, stressing those things so much to where it's just draining me and making everything seem miserable because I don't have energy for the necessities of life. Uh, number four, what were the boat anchors? Hmm. I don't really know what they mean by that. Uh, the boat anchors what's going to keep the boat in place. So you're not drifting away. So maybe that's what it is. I would definitely say my family, um, uh, my, my young, my youngest kids for sure. Just knowing that they need, um, presence, uh, my wife knowing that she needs a partner, um, clients at work, my staff at work needing a good leader, um, definitely good anchors, uh, um, yeah, just family, knowing that they're all going through things and knowing you got to be, be there for them and stay strong. Um, I always, I always wanted to make sure I didn't become something they have to worry about again. I, I made them worry enough about me throughout my life where, you know, so that could be considered a boat anchor for me. And, uh, and of course my, my passion hobbies, my passion projects with, um, I collect my collections, my podcast, my music, uh, the movies we were working on. Um, those just, they really keep me grounded and keep my brain going. Um, number five is what did I not do because of fear? Oh man, what did I not do because of fear this year? Um, I didn't do some music videos. Um, I have not, sorry, I have not actually like browsed these before. So I'm thinking of them off the fly. Uh, there were some music videos I did not do because I was scared they were not going to turn out how I wanted them to. I was scared that I was going to have to get vulnerable in front of people and trust somebody to hold the camera and not believing that it would be how I wanted it to be and being afraid of having those arguments, um, or those disagreements. Um, I did not, uh, there's not a whole lot. I mean, I, I pushed through a whole lot of fucking fear this year and I'm proud of that. So I will, I won't focus on that one too much. Uh, number six, what were my greatest hits and misses? Um, I think, uh, one of my greatest hits was, um, probably, probably pushing through for this, uh, cool instructor training. I went for the evade workplace violence prevention, um, aspect that I went to go do. I didn't really have much of a choice in the matter. I mean, I probably could have fought back on it, but I, I, I wasn't interested in fighting back on it, but, um, I was nervous. Uh, I, I believe I have good ideas, good concepts. I believe I am a good, uh, public speaker, especially if I'm prepared in any sense, but I also believe I can bullshit my way through things, um, because I have so many stock ideas stocked and ready to go. But, um, Getting through that was a, a huge accomplishment for me in my work field because I've always felt like I've lived in a kind of a shadow at work where I ran a team working overnights. We weren't really visibly seen by many people all the time, but we did great work. And this is forcing me to come into the light a lot more to where I'll be instructing and training um, all of our staff um, that we currently have and on onboarding new staff things like that. So it'll force me out of the shadow a lot more. And I believe that has helped me so much in just connecting with some coworkers that I, um, didn't, didn't with before or didn't have interest in before. And now it's, it's a, it's a different kind of support and different kind of appreciation for the job. Um, greatest hits also was just getting this podcast itself going. It was something I was always terrified to do. I was like, nobody's going to give a shit about what you think about movies and things like that. Nobody gives a damn what you think about that album or 
that TV show or life or mental health or addiction. Nobody gives a shit, TJ. But but they do, you know. Um, and it's just therapeutic for me to talk about it. But knowing people are listening, knowing people engage, um, having guests come on to talk. I mean, it's just it, that has been so good for me. Um, I just I really love that. Uh, biggest misses. Um, gosh. Oh, had so, so many misses this year. Um, I don't know if I, I can, I don't really have, I should have prepared some of these. I kind of feel bad brainstorming on the fly. Um, gosh, I don't know. I don't even know what I want to focus on with that one. I'll think about it. Um, number seven is what did I learn? Oh, I learned a lot this year. I learned a lot. I learned that, um, even though I, do believe I am right most of the time. I really have to come to terms with I'm not right all the time. And sometimes when I'm wrong, I'm really fucking wrong. I That was a, a big thing for me to learn this year about myself and come to terms with accepting that I I don't just make mistakes. I make I make grand mistakes sometimes. And it's uh, it, the, the recovery of it is painful because I get sick and tired of myself and so I think coming to terms with that has been very helpful for me to understand and tell myself it's okay. Um, I, I don't have to feel like I failed at life just because I was wrong about something or I made a mistake. I have to just get better and keep getting better. And let's see, moving on to this, uh, they have some simple habits um, to have the best return of investments. So again, with the sleeping, sleeping seven to eight hours, exercising for 60 plus minutes, getting direct sunlight every day, working in 60 minute sprints. I was reading about that, um, getting, I guess there's benefits to the amount of time you spend in one block period of working and taking breaks, which I really liked, uh, journaling for five minutes before bed, uh, turning on do not disturb mode on your phone and expressing gratitude. And it highlights that sim- simple is beautiful. I love that. And then the, I'll close you guys out with this last thing I found on IG called things to let go of right now. And that is fear of the unknown guilt and anger over past events. Yeah. Don't hold that shit in over scheduling your life. Yeah. Don't, don't overwhelm yourself. Know your capacity, uh, push it, but don't overload it and recognize when you're overloading it, uh, going small when you can go big. Yeah. I mean, why, why would you do that? If you know, you can, <laughs> um, Failing to take care of your mental health, uh, extremely important. People people were getting uh, so many useful tools around this lately, and it's we cannot ignore it. We got to take care of ourselves. Uh, excuses, let go of excuses. They're not worth it. Um, worrying what other people think of you. We talked about that. Unrealistic expectations kind of goes with your, your overwhelming schedule. Uh, trying to make everyone happy. Yeah, fuck them. Make yourself happy. Uh, jealousy. That's huge. Get rid of jealousy. It is the devil. Uh, a job you, we can kill a lot of jealousy by just having open, hard discussions. And they, they have books, they have uh, podcasts, they have um, training videos. They have oh, so many things that can help you with. Uh, so if you have, if you, if you're like most people and struggle having hard conversations with people, um, Google that shit and look it up. There's so many opportunities to learn with some tactics and tricks to understand. And uh, luckily with my line of work, I've, I've gotten to go to some incredible trainings, which help with that. 
And uh, I think I'm getting better and better, especially coming from where I was, where I was just a stubborn, angry motherfucker. So uh, letting go of a job you hate, that's huge. The sooner the better. Don't stay stuck. Um, habits that are holding you back. Um, procrastinating on important things. Gossip. Yeah, get the fuck out of the gossip, which is so tough in a world of social media. Um, anyone and anything that doesn't make you happy. Yep, just as simple as that. Uh, I used to talk to this guy um, quite a bit about uh, happiness and um, his how he felt like he was living in frustration all the time and almost almost craved it, like he'd been in it so long he needed that chaos. And I, I encouraged him to write out uh, a list, you know, just a simple old school method of down the drawing a line down the middle of a piece of paper. On one side, you write down the things that you do. Um, that just things that you do, things you do that make you happy, things that you do and you constantly do that make you upset. And on the other side, write things out that you want to do but have never done. I was like, just get a visual of it. I was like, and then compare those things to see what what can you get rid of? What can you actually do? I mean, if your kids um, are your frustration in your life or the hardship, you can't get rid of your kids, right? So, you know, you got you to gotta figure out how to deal with that, how to cope with that being a parent. If your job is on that list, okay, you got to figure out why your job is on that list. If it is just the job itself, you got to get rid of that job. So you start exploring those options. If you got this other thing on things you've never tried, but you've heard great benefit, you got to ask yourself, why have I never tried this before? What's stopping me and figure out how to get there to at least try it, right? Writing things out so we can visually see them. We, we spend too much time saying things in our head, um, setting our self reminder in our head instead of putting in our fucking calendar, setting texting ourselves. We have so many ways to remind ourselves these days. If if people aren't willing to take those simple steps, they're just not ready to fucking change. They just like to complain. So it's it's time. Get happy. Take care of yourself. Love yourself. Um, get the support you deserve. The love you deserve. All of it. it's prioritize your needs. Twenty twenty three. Um, that's a wrap. Best of 2022 true reviews podcast. We will be back.